Hey, hey, all you Arizona lovers, this is the Finding Arizona podcast, episode number 332. We are sitting down with a wonderful founder of the Shropshire Music Foundation, and her name is Liz. I have to say she's an incredible individual who has nothing but passion, love behind her music program, and we want to help her in every way possible because she's going out into devastated areas and bringing music to children and families and having them um, build a life even as much as they can in times of need with music. So let's just give her a round of applause right now. But also, I hope you enjoyed this episode because we really got into the emotional bits of, you know, why she started, uh, what's important to her, why music makes such an effect on such um on everyone on all ages of all sizes in every kind of scenario or situation you you use music to heal so that is one of the best part of this conversation and i won't let that just uh, stop you guys but please go to her bio that is linked and we will make sure that you guys know all about liz because her program is fantastic and it's ongoing right now donations are always uh, needed and uh, she is a delightful woman i hope that you guys enjoy this episode because again i'm getting and choked up talking about her because she's so fantastic and such an incredible individual go to her website help her out uh, stay in contact with us and with her we will always try and connect every single person who comes through our door with those bios on top of that you can check out every episode of our podcast at findingarizonapodcast.com we make it easy for you guys to connect with us on social media that's finding arizona podcast twitter instagram facebook all available to you under finding arizona podcast if you want to send us an email that's finding arizona podcast at gmail.com i am so excited this is going to be a great episode we will not delay it any longer with this intro we will catch you on the next episode this is 332 with liz we will see you on the next one hey guys it's jose i hope you guys are enjoying the podcast have you been like me been outside every three months just doing your own pest control and you're frustrated you had it up to hear from your wife well i got a place for you happybeespestcontrol.com they are the number one, first and only pollinator friendly pest control company in Arizona. And I want to give you a chance to save $25 by going over to Happy Bees Pest Control slash finding AZ or just give them a call 602-529-8797 to get everything from pest control, rodent control, mosquitoes, and bed bugs. Tell them finding AZ sent you and get your discount today. This podcast episode is sponsored by the No Global Membership. Get into the room to network with other women you want and need to know. Link to join the Global Membership is in the show notes. Claim your freebie today. Welcome back, everybody, to the Finding Arizona podcast. I'm your host, Jose. As always, we bring in very special guests, and today is no different. Ladies and gentlemen, I would love to introduce you to Liz here, and I'm going to let Liz, who is a program director, tell her about your, uh, her business and what she's going to be talking to us about. She just came back from an extreme event, well, not extreme, but an adventure, and we're, we're so excited to, to talk to her and get to know her story. So Liz, take it away. What are we here to talk about? Well, I run the Shropshire Music Foundation, which 
which also runs uh, Peace Through Music International. Yeah. And I just returned from Poland where I've been working with the Ukrainian refugees. And that's what we do. We work with children who are impacted by war, whether they're living in refugee camps or in a country after a war has ended mm -hmm. or they're displaced in another in another yeah. place within their country. Yeah. And one of the things that I mean, let's just not, you know, shy away from not only just this country, but you've and your program have gone to multiple countries from Northern yes. Ireland to Uganda to um, a lot of uh, how you would say war torn or, it, you know, that use that term and displaced is another. But again, I just want to say kudos to you first off, because no, this is you. just something incredible. And I think one of the unique things that we can all agree on is that music kind of ties us all together in a sense as a community and as a, as a world group, you know, sort of using music to bring us together. Um, I'll ask this question, and that's something that, you know, we've started to ask uh, everyone because it's just affected us on a, on a kind of a global scale, which is the pandemic. And what have you seen and experienced just kind of going back and forth and just from, you know, what your business had to go through and what it's been through since the pandemic has started? Well, one thing is that I have an office, uh, which I never had before because I never was in America more than a few weeks at a time yeah. or a month at a time. Uh, and so now I actually have an office inside the house, which is quite wonderful um, because what we did is we started teaching online as soon yeah. as the pandemic hit. I was in Bangladesh when things got bad. And so I came back from Bangladesh, sent out an, uh, a Facebook message to my friends just saying, hey, anyone else going crazy with COVID? Um, I'm happy to teach ukulele. And so I started teaching just a class to my friends. And then I was contacted by um, a therapist who worked with nurses and doctors, and she said, Liz, the trauma that our healthcare workers are facing right now is really intense, and they could really use a program like yours. Would you be willing to teach them? And I said, absolutely. So we started a program for healthcare workers uh, teaching ukulele. That's incredible. Yeah, and we supplied them with ukuleles and um, if they didn't have one themselves. Yeah. And we did weekly classes. And matter of fact, they're still they're still ongoing because they're teaching each other now, which is really exciting. But for a year and a half, well, no, I guess it's been two years now. Yeah. Um, we've had this class going for healthcare workers all around the country and in Canada. And then that summer, uh, I was contacted by teachers who said, yeah. Could we be in your class? And so I started a program for school teachers. So that was that was how I filled up the pandemic, um, teaching healthcare workers, uh, teachers, and then teaching my refugees online. We just worked to get things in place so mm -hmm. that I could actually work with them yeah. online. So I meet with my, my refugees in Bangladesh every week, my refugees, uh, my Yazidi refugees who are in Germany uh, every week. And... Yeah. That's been really fantastic. And then I've been training people, refugees that live in the camps in Greece online as well so that they can do the music within their camp. And it's just now that I'm able to go back out into the field. And this last trip was my first time out. I mean, I, I, I have like you've very little times I've been speechless and just kind of you're literally in the trenches like this is someone I, I look at you and I, I just see someone who has been in it and has experienced what we have done as humans to one another and you are 
kind of a band-aid almost just but an incredible unique band-aid in sort of this musical way i just I call you- myself the janitor. The I go shop. in after the war's over. I go yeah. in and I try to clean up the mess. Absolutely. And that, that, you know, but at the same time, I mean, you're doing incredible things. You're, you're leaving a mark as, as beautiful as just teaching the ukulele to people who want to learn. And it just, I believe there's more stories coming from these classes than you think, than you would imagine. And I truly am just like, to see someone look back and just experience like the way you talk about it is so simple, but it is just making a true effect on these people. So like, again, I'm giving you all the kudos right now. Oh, um, thank I, you. I'd love to go and talk to you about what this origin story of yourself would, you know, where does this come from this musical ability and all of this? Cause I've, I've read that you had, gone to school for a musical composition at BYU and just kind of the uh, your experience but before that was there musical uh family people in your in that kind of helped you develop your skills yes music kind of skips a generation sometimes and it did that with my family so my grandmother was incredibly musical uh, on both sides actually both of my grandmothers but especially my arizona grandmother was was very very musical and i was singing before i could talk i have always loved music and as soon as i was old enough to be in the band program in fourth grade i started playing flute and then when i was in fifth grade my parents finally could afford a piano and so i started piano and then i was living in san diego and we had a summer school program where you could learn guitar so i started on guitar and then Mm. drums and i just music music was my it was my heart i love it um, I just always wanted to do music. And and then on the flip side, my dad was a pilot in Vietnam. And so he was a naval aviator for 30 years. And so I also grew up with my father being gone all the time, flying missions over Vietnam and being scared that my dad was going to die or, or be taken like my friends, my friends, fathers. And I think the combination of those things made me who I am. I I love working with these children that are impacted by war. There, there is something. Oh, there's something so unique about that experience. You have no control. Yeah. And music gives you some control back because you get to decide if you want to learn how to play this instrument. All of our programs are free. All of our instruments are free, everything. And it's simply up to the child. And it doesn't matter if they have a father. It doesn't matter if they live in a refugee camp or an IDP camp or what their religion is or what language they speak, what color their skin is. Nothing matters except them deciding that they want to learn to play this instrument. And if they do, we give them everything that they need to do it. And what happens with these children is is pretty amazing. Yeah. I think with the vulnerability to accept, you know, um, that help of like, yes, I would love to learn. I don't know yes. how to learn or that ability to bring the wall down and say, yes, I would love to participate in this group activity of like song and, and, and rhythm and just singing along or whatever it may be in, in that program, what you guys are doing. But it's like, I think there's a level of vulnerability, especially after being so uh, torn away from your home and, and in this um, vulnerable state of emotion and things going on around you to 
to be able to say yes to something like this is just it's especially if they're living in a refugee camp because in a refugee camp even your parents don't have control over anything. I mean, becoming mm-hmm. a refugee is absolutely an awful, awful experience. And and I wish that was something that more people would would um, would realize because no one becomes a refugee by choice. Everyone yeah. becomes a refugee because it's the only way to keep alive. And usually, almost 100% of the time, it's the only way to keep your children alive. Yeah. And so the children see their parents having no control over anything. And they're living in this very unnatural situation, whether it's yep. uh, tents or or a factory or the, the camp that I just came from, a, an old conference center. I mean, it mm. just... It can be any kind of building. And we actually give the children instruments. We teach the penny whistle and the harmonica to the children. And so they get to own that instrument. It's theirs forever. And especially these kids when they've lost everything, Mm -hmm. it means so much for them to get these instruments because they're high quality instruments. They're instruments that if they take good care of, they'll last for years. Absolutely. I love that. I love, and (laughs) I've been a, I've always enjoyed the harmonica for some reason. It's just, if you know, if you're skillful at it and, the, you know, practice, and it just was one of those unique instruments that I've always fond of as I myself play the guitar. My wife is learning how to play uh, piano and we hope oh, to fantastic. instill, instill music, uh, a love of music because we both enjoy singing too. So we, we hope to, you know, sing with our child, sing with our son and instill love of music with him. And that's something that I, I hope that he takes on because I would love to start a band, a family band or something like that. With oh, that, that would be so cool. Be so much fun. It's a, it's a hope. Um, so let me ask you this. I know that you, you travel back and forth and, you know, that experience of, you know, flying in, I can't like, do you have to go seek out these? Like, do people come to you saying, Hey, you know, I have this group with me. Like you go from country to country. I would love to kind of hear how your network kind of builds. Well, what happens is um, we're, we're very much led by what's going on in the world. And once we start a program, we try to keep it going for as many years as we can. So, um, so we're still running programs in, in multiple countries right now. The, um, what's probably the most different and unique about us is that when I go into a country, I train local teenagers and young adults to be music teachers. And then they teach alongside me. And then when I leave, they keep the program going. So right now, our program with the Ukrainian refugees is continuing because we have a 21-year-old uh, woman who's teaching the children and then a group of teenagers that are assisting her in teaching nice. the children. So music classes are still happening. Monday through Friday. And that's our goal every place. We try to find a local organization uh, because we want to work with the local people. And so in some places, it's um, a local refugee organization or a a local organization within that country Mm -hmm. who are working with the refugees or the country that's experienced war. Um, and then we help them and yeah. we work with them alongside them because we don't want this to be an American program that's going in doing American songs um, run by Americans. We want this to be a local program in each country run yeah. by the local people. Yeah. Um, can I ask you, because I, I'm just reading off of what your 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 foundation. So there was a moment here where the Kosovo trip, the the one that kind of was that the started everything everything? and and i would love to kind of ask the where your mindset was after that trip and you know what made the program 
like what was the conversation or what was in your mind that made you say we have something here i want to do this this has got to be its own thing i have to do this that's a great question um I went to Kosovo because I'd been wanting to do something for years. After BYU, I'd gone to USC and I was working in the music industry and I loved the work, but I felt like um, I felt like I should do something more for the world. And yeah. so when I heard about the war in Kosovo, I found a volunteer group online and they accepted me as a volunteer. And so that's how I went. And uh, the nanny of one of my piano students offered to give me money to help pay for the trip. And I turned it down. I said, that's not what this is about. And she said, no, you don't understand. My husband and I would like to go too, and we can't. So let us give you some money. So it's as if mm -hmm. we're going with you. And so I said, well, let me think about that because it's totally different from what I was planning. And I went home, I was talking to my next door neighbor who I'd known for years. And, and I said, I don't want to take money from people. And she said, Liz, don't just go to go do what you do best and take a music program to those kids. Yeah. So my friends and I started doing fundraising and I ended up taking about $5,000 worth of instruments. And I chose the harmonica and the penny whistle because they're both easy to play, but they also fit in a pocket. Yeah. So if a refugee has to flee and go to another country, they can keep that hidden. No one has to even know that they have it. So it won't exactly. get stolen from them. Well, I went to Kosovo thinking that I would just give the kids an instrument so they would own something again. It would help them escape from their trauma for a few minutes while they were doing music. Yeah. That's what I thought I was doing. But instead, I saw these kids completely change within days. I saw children who couldn't even look you in the eye when they first came into class, uh, raising their hand and wanting to play for the whole class within weeks and telling me, my aunt uh, told me last night that she's proud of me and it's the first time anyone's ever told me that in my lifetime. I had mothers that came to me and said, please let my son be in your class. My nephew finally stopped screaming last night and it's the first time he stopped screaming since the war ended and it's only because of this class. So I just realized I needed to keep doing this. Yeah. Also, also I ran out of money. So my, my first trip was supposed to last for three weeks. I stayed for six weeks. At the end of the six, I'd emptied all my savings, maxed out my credit cards. Everything that I had was, was gone. And so I had to go back to LA and as I told the kids I was leaving, these kids who I'd seen reenact executions, I'd seen them um, attack adults, I'd seen all kinds wow. of violence being reenacted that they that they had experienced, um, they started crying, and I'd never seen them cry. They said, "Liz, you can't go. You can't. You can't take this away from us." There are groups here that are rebuilding our homes. There are groups that are giving us food, and we're so grateful for that. But this is the only thing for us. And you mm -hmm. just can't get away from us. And I said, okay, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I will come back. I promise you mm -hmm. I will come back. So I left everything with the volunteer group. I went back uh, to Los Angeles and I was giving like a speech to the, my friends that, that helped me raise the money for this. Yeah. And at the end of my speech, I just said, I got to get back to these kids. Yeah. And so when I finished, a woman approached me that I didn't know very well and said, Liz, if you want to start a nonprofit, I'll be your accountant. And then another woman offered to be the lawyer and they went off and did the paperwork and formed the Shropshire Music Foundation. And we've been around ever since. And Beautiful. The reason we're called the Shropshire Music Foundation, I wanted to be called the Kosovo Children's Music Initiative, but the lawyer had known me for a long time and she said, Liz, I know you. 
you found your life. This isn't going to stop in Kosovo. So we can't name it after Kosovo. So we've been the Shropshire Music Foundation for years. And just this year, we're finally changing our name to um, Peace Through Music International, which describes what we do so much more. Our slogan is teaching children peace through music and helping these children to realize how amazing they are and that they can actually determine their future by the choices that they make and the steps that they take. And Mm -hmm. it's been the most amazing 23 years. I cannot believe that I get to continue doing this. I cannot believe what I've seen happen to the children, uh, to the teenagers who are the volunteers in the program and become the leaders in their communities, the leaders in their schools, the leaders in their refugee camps. They almost all go on to university. They're now lawyers, doctors, engineers, parents. I'm just so proud of these kids. It's really been an honor of my life to be able to work with them. Whew, Liz, you've, you've, I'm, I'm almost to tears. So I'm going to, I'm going to have to slow you down here for a second and, <laughs> and, and really just kind of take the reins. Uh, first off, I, I understand that the choice in name wasn't kind of like your favorite and just, can I just say this though? I know you don't want to be the face of it, but if I can just say you guys are changing the name already, if we could just instill like an award that has the your last name attached to it as part of this kind of legacy um, chapter award or something like that. I, I think, Liz, I mean, honestly, I do not want people to forget the person who started this program and who is the foundation and the heart and soul of this. Because honestly, if people forget the name, I'm going to be upset. I'm going to be upset. Well, we legally have to keep Shropshire Music Foundation because that's how we started. So we'll always be um, Peace Through Music International, um, a program of the Shropshire Music Foundation. So we won't lose the name. Yeah, good, 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 good. Um, But let me ask you this, too, um, because I'm so excited to hear about like so many of the different countries that you go to. I would love to learn about how many languages you've kind of picked up or at least a couple of the words and some of the things that you've you've uh, I mean, you've been to so many countries. Like I imagine there's a handful of languages you've picked up. Well, I'm I'm. I'm fluent in bad Albanian. Um, I did, I, I was in Kosovo for nine months a year for so many years that I, I finally did pick up Albanian. Um, I speak a little bit of Kermanji, uh, which is the language that the Yazidis speak. I speak almost no Arabic. That is such a hard language, but I speak I, I enough to say hello, goodbye, thank you very much, good job. Yes. Um, now I'm working on speaking Ukrainian. And uh, I can count to four. And yes, it's it's all it's all a matter of of steps and you learn the music terms. And then um, we're going to be with these Ukrainian refugees. This is a conflict that unfortunately is going to be, I think, a long term thing. And as soon yeah. as they stop being refugees in other countries, we'll go into the Ukraine and start a program there. So I probably will become fluent in in Ukrainian. Um, I'm not very good in Bangla, even though uh, we also have a program in Bangladesh. And that's because the kids there, they the the volunteers, they speak English and they're with me almost 24 seven. So I pretty much don't even need to, which is really oh, wonderful. Awesome. And so um, 
I wish, you know, I wish I was one of those people that just heard a language and knew it because I have friends like that and they speak seven languages fluently. I'm not, but, but I, I am fluent in Albanian. That's the, that one I got. Um, and the other ones, I just get a few words here and there. And then okay. like when I, when I work in Greece, I need to speak a little bit of Greek. Yeah. But then I work with Yazidi refugees, Kurdish refugees, Afghan refugees, you know, so it's, so it's pretty crazy. Oh, and in Phoenix, I also have been working with the Afghan refugees because um, last summer, you know, when the U.S. pulled out of you out of um, Afghanistan, we brought in quite a few mm-hmm. Afghani refugees, and Arizona hosted quite a few. And so, I've been able to do my music program with them. It's awesome. That's really and great. What was unique about that was that I started with the children, but then I ended up teaching the women, which I'd never done before, and. That has been so rewarding, and now it's something that we're going to incorporate in all of our program. I'm I'm teaching Ukrainian mm-hmm. women as well, and so it was a really it was quite wonderful to get to know the Afghani women. Yeah. And so all of that to say, I can count in Afghan also. <laughs> That's awesome. I just I'm. I'm... I'm so it's so beautiful too because I mean you did say you work with children and now put, putting on these uh, women based programs, you know is that something that you've had to learn kind of through through the the culture of it of just like these matriarchal kind of cultures and having uh, a kind of a different side piece to the music for the kids? Well, most most of the countries where I work, matter of fact, every culture that I work in, the women. It, they're definitely not matriarchal cultures. The women have very few rights, and so um, I've always, I've always been very involved with the women in, in trying to, to help yeah. if they're in a really horrible situation. Try to get them out of those situations. Yeah. That's not about my foundation. That's just you know what I do in my spare time when I'm in the countries. But. Yeah. But what happened with the with the Afghan refugees is that I was teaching the children and I had started a program with the teenagers and then they just weren't really interested. They were teenage boys and they were figuring out America and, you know, living in this center. And so I went into the room where the women would meet for tea every day and I took a ukulele with me and I just said, would any of you like to learn this? And they all said, yes. And so I said, "Okay, we'll start this week. So we started a class. And within days, all of them had stopped except for one because the men in their life had told them they had to. Aww. Now, Afghans are fantastic people, but but there 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 are these cultures where women don't do music, and in Afghanistan, that's one of the cultural things, and especially now that the Taliban's in control. But so. So they all stopped except for this one woman who said, Liz, I'm going to be like you. I'm not going to quit. I don't care what anyone says. I'm going to do this. And so we continued for about a week. And then another woman came back and another woman came back. We ended up with 25 women in that class. And they were so amazing. And they just they talked about how they were so depressed and so full of stress because not only were they living in um, a refugee center where they didn't have any control over how long they would be there. They were in a one room, you know, with all their kids and things, but they were also trying to learn English. Um, They were not knowing if they were going to get a home or where they were going to live. And because, because they had come, the the people that got to come to America, the Afghans, it's because they worked with the Americans in Afghanistan and that made them all targets to the Taliban. Yep. 
So all of their family members back in Afghanistan were now being targeted. So these women were going through so much stress. Yeah. So being able to work with them was really powerful. And then I went to the another center that had the Afghani women. And at that center, the kids were all in school. And so they said, just work with the women here. Mm -hmm. And that was an absolutely amazing experience. And just yeah. stopped uh, a week after I left for for. Um, working with Ukrainians because I had someone else fill in with me for a, yeah. for a week. It's, I mean, you are, you are ongoing, Liz. And this is just like, you have thing after thing after thing that is so beautiful that like, again, you are a gardener putting in these seeds that is just like, they're sprouting so fast. And I, and I bless you for putting them all in there. I just hope that you're taking the time to you know, um, just, you know, for yourself, just to kind of, you know, settle some straight, like, you know, just be able to rest and, and yes. pick your feet up. And so that is going to be my next question for you. What are those things in your life that you love besides animals that you like to keep in your, in your, your, your day when you're here in America to keep your stress levels down and keep you balanced? Well, um, my program is not religious at all. We make sure there's no religion at, at all because we want to make sure that no children anywhere ever feel like they can't be part of our program. Sure. But personally, I'm, I'm very religious. And so prayer is a big part of my life. And um, I believe very much that, that, that we as Americans, we're so blessed and we need to bless as many lives as we can. So... Mm -hmm. I think that makes me a happier person and makes it maybe a little bit easier. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. No, but, um, but I love to read. Um, I watch TV. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, when I go to the other countries, yeah, I take, um, I used to, for Christmas, everyone would give me DVDs for Christmas every year. So I'd have shows to watch now, you know, you can stream when you're overseas, but like almost every night before I go to sleep, uh, when I'm in another country, I'll watch one show just to kind of get my head, back and mm -hmm. and be able to relax and go to sleep um it always takes me a while when i come back to america especially with a situation like the ukrainians because the situation is so bad there and it's getting worse and i'm really really worried uh for these people and poland has been so incredibly generous they host the majority of the refugees there are so many ukrainian refugees in warsaw that they now make up 40 percent of the population and they've been welcomed with open arms the polish people are the ones that decided that they wanted to let the ukrainians in they yeah. said we want to do this. And they raised money and they did. They opened their homes. They opened these centers. Wow. The, the center that, that I'm working in right now and living in, it's the first time I've ever been able to actually live with the refugees, which has been really wonderful. It's a it's a conference center where they have like very basic rooms for people to stay in. And they do they do training for for a cell phone company in Europe. And so they just turned it over to the refugees. And I mean, the company runs it uh, but they run it now for refugees and so each yeah. refugee actually they have uh, the, each family has their own room with their own bathroom and that's that's unheard of in the in the world of refugees it yeah. is so so nice and um, and they're saving my foundation so much money by letting me live there mm -hmm. and I get to you know I, I eat my meals with the refugees I hang out with the refugees it's it's pretty awesome um, yeah. And so, but, but 
the Polish people have been doing this for six months and they're out of money. They're, mm -hmm. They don't have a rich country. They've they've really sacrificed their own inflations up 15 to 20 percent. They're having all kinds of um, problems because of the war in Ukraine, which is right next door to them. It's causing food shortages in their own country. And so a lot of these centers are now completely out of money. They're going to have to close. And I don't know what's going to happen with these refugees. Um, a lot of them, a lot of them will go back to Ukraine and Ukraine is so dangerous. And um, I mean, every day there yeah. are more bombs and, and things and there are no safe areas. You know, people will say, well, it's okay. I'm going back to a safe area, but there, there is no safe mm -hmm. area when another country wants to completely uh, ruin your country and take yeah. it over. So, so I'm very worried about them. And, mm -hmm. and that's probably the hardest thing. Um, when I come back to America from a situation like that, because here everything is nice and, and, you know, it's not even in the news here anymore, really what's going on in Ukraine. And, um, and so that's a little bit, a little bit difficult. But that guilt that, uh, the somewhere, you know, inside you where you're like, I'm leaving the, like the ability to leave to a safe haven. It's yes. just, you know, you inside you, it, it's like a knife, a dagger. And so, you know, that's, uh, I empathize. I, I empathize. And uh, I, that's what we're here to talk about. And, you know, at the end of the day, if we can provide you some semblance of not only um, kind of this cathartic feeling of let's look back, let's see what you've accomplished, but also in a sense that if we talk about this, if we show light to this, we're giving a, a, a voice to the voiceless. And I love that you are doing Thanks. this. And I love that you are given the platform today to do this. And so I really yeah. do appreciate everything that you've uh, accomplished and, and been through. And I hope that we can help you just by having this conversation and uh, providing you some of our fans to you and oh, hopefully ever. You. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, please, if you ever want to come back and, and discuss more, my door is always open for you. Oh, I love I, that. Yeah, because Great. I, again, I feel like it's so cool to have someone of your stature who's literally in the trenches going out. And then you get, I mean, again, you get to come back. But at the same time, we need that. We need someone to tell us the truth, tell us, you know, what's going on and and really give give, like I said, a voice to the voiceless, because you are someone who is coming and teaching these kids who are experiencing this, this really life-changing moment. And so I agree so much. And I, I'm, um, I'm very good at teaching music. I'm very good at running a program. I'm very bad at publicity and fundraising and all of those things. And that's why nobody knows about us. We've been doing this 23 years. We've taught over 20,000 children, you know, and yet no one has even heard of us. And so I really appreciate this opportunity. Yeah, Liz, look, at the end of the day too, it's like, I, what you are, you're preaching to the choir here. Cause I really, I was like, I didn't know about you guys. And yeah. now I should, I really should, because again, this is beautiful. If there's any way more that we can help you, please feel free to come back and do like, Thanks. again, this has been a lot of fun for me and just to get to know you a little bit more. It's just really incredible. So I'm going to end with this last question. And we kind of end this uh, kind of our conversation with this question is goals. 
any kind of fundraiser, anything for this year, anything for next year, just put it out there so that our fans can hear it and maybe help you accomplish. Yes. Thank you. Um, Because the Ukraine conflict happened after this year had started, we'd already budgeted out for this year to run our programs in all of our countries. And so Ukraine was a huge um, you know, uh, drop, like, like we've got to do this, even though we don't have the funds to do it. So yeah. any, anyone who wanted to donate for this, we, we don't have any bureaucracy. The, the only, this is the first office I've ever had in 23 years and it's in my own home. Um, and it's, you know, my dad's old desk, it's, you know, that kind of thing. It's, um, it's just a wonderful thing to actually have a room, but we don't have offices. We don't have everyone that works with us as a volunteer from our lawyer to our accountant, to our website management, even our hosting of our website. Mm-hmm. Um, we love people who want to get involved with us and do fundraising. We are, we are a 501c3 nonprofit and any money raised it all goes to help the kids there's nothing else that that our funds go to it's all about making this program happen for these kids around the world liz i'm gonna i i'm gonna shout you guys out every single day because this is again you guys god you guys are so incredible the amount of gratitude you deserve is just unparalleled to what i can give you and honestly thank you for today it's really you my little guy's sleeping and i've never never wanted to hug him more right now than at this moment because it's again what you've told me and what you've kind of just put out there in the world and what you do every day is just again it's incredible so i'm wishing you all the luck on your trip thank you and coming back um we're gonna try our best to get this out as quickly as we can uh, and get your name out there and as soon as that happens we will shout you out to the world and thank so you. so again this is um the end part here of our conversation is for you to let everyone know where they can find you online any events that you got coming up this is promote 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 go ahead liz i'm giving you the floor go go ahead well thanks we have an awesome website it's peace through music oh no sorry i hope you're going to edit that no, it's okay. <laughs> teachingchildrenpeace.org and um, we also have Peace Through Music International. That's brand new. And we're also on Facebook, the Shropshire Music Foundation. We'll probably be changing that name over. I'm on Facebook. People can reach me and our organization through um, through our website and through Facebook. We're very responsive. We have great volunteers. And anyone who wants to host any kind of fundraiser, anything like that, we would love it. I, When I'm in America, before COVID, I do a lot of public speaking at universities and churches and um, any place that people will put me in front of a group of people that want to hear me talk about the impact of war on children and yeah. what we can do to make the world better for them. Um, so that's pretty much it. We don't have anything planned right now, unfortunately. I wish well, we did. That's fine. fine, Liz. Hey, look, I appreciate everything that you've, again, told us about and, and talked to us about. Again, at the end of the day, this is for you guys to just share with your fans and our fans coming to you and just really kind of promote, promote. And what the great thing I have just learned or what I'm learning more and more as this podcast has kind of become a part of my life is that. Arizona is a community of just, yeah, that's what it is. It's community growth over competition. And so I hope to continue that and, you know, really instill 
that into this group that we've kind of put together on this podcast. So you are now a part of the family and, you know, welcome. And uh, before we go, we do have an end piece for us. You can hear every episode of our website, of our podcast at our website, findingarizonapodcast.com. And all of our social media is under Finding Arizona Podcast. And last but not least, we say kisses, hugs, and belly rubs to our four-legged friends here as always. And we see you on the next episode. Good night, y'all.